Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Update. Oh, and I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. When though? Five days a week, Monday through Friday, seven in the morning. Make us your first listen. Uh, you know, one less day than the Clippers win streak is at, which is fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Clippers win streak continues. We're going to be talking their 112 to 109 nail biter win over the Miami <laughs> Heat. We'll talk about what we liked in this one, uh, as well as what we didn't like, and just overall kind of how we're feeling after that game, where this team is at. And then we got a back to back game preview for you where Oof. the Clippers are taking the Timberwolves on on Saturday and then the Bulls on Sunday. So we're going to talk about what we need to do well to put away those two games, as well as what could go wrong. Then in shavings, Slash Love Mary Quarantines, yep. slash Pack Div Talking. <laughs> uh, we're going to be ranking the best defenses in the Pacific Division through these, you know, 11, 12, however many. However many. Some teams only played 10. As, as uh, we also have a bunch of stuff to talk about in shavings. It's just kind of where we wrap up everything else. And then every single Friday, we bring you a Love Mary Quarantine. Basically, we're ranking something arbitrarily related to the Clippers, and we're either loving it. We're marrying it or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So all that and more coming up right about now. But first, I got to let you know that this episode of Locked on Clips is brought to you by McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. You are Locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. The Clippers did get the nail-biter win over the Heat, 112-109. No Jimmy Butler in this one, uh, which, hey, not you know we play who's in front of us. Uh, the win streak is at six. Yeah. Everyone is playing so well. Everybody. Yeah, everybody's really stepping up. And we talked a little bit about sort of what this team's defensive ranking, uh, like how much of it was actually pertinent to how the team was performing. And I actually thought that this was a really good illustration for how good this defense can be when for, it's locked in. Yeah, for I would say for three quarters, this defense was good. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in. and what we didn't like. But we got to talk about... We got to... I mean, obligatory... We got to start with Paul George with what we liked. We have to start off every... Uh, segment with that because he's always been good 27 4 and 5 3 steals he just uh, he's the MVP like I just don't know what else to say at this point he was doing everything in this game yeah yeah I, I mean just incredible two-way play on top of the scoring um, I mean he just had some insane sequences in that fourth quarter he he had a block he took a charge yeah. um, <laughs> like like on top of hitting everything shots, just everything um, you know, that he does is so needed for this team. He's, you know, the clear leader of this team. Interesting thing about this one, though, was this was the least bad the Clippers have looked in a game while Paul George sat. Yes, and who was a big reason for that? Eric Bledsoe. Dude. He had his comeback game. He was on fire. He had his comeback game in this one, and he absolutely, like, unleashed in the fourth quarter. There was a stretch in that fourth quarter. I think he was, like, five of six at one point. <laughs> was like... uh, it was insane. He, he finished with 21, three and three. He had three blocks. He was a team high plus eight. Oof. Look, it, you know, it's great to see him bounce back. I think it was one point shy of what he opened the season with. Yeah. 
I think that's right. Something like I, I think yeah. yeah, I think he might add twenty three uh, or twenty two or twenty three is his season high uh, for the Clippers so far. But it was good to see. Um, I, I think something that was also good to see was just him kind of talking about getting his confidence back and, and getting in rhythm. He really credited the team for being behind him, like despite his struggles. Uh, which, he wants to you know, be here. It's one of those things that we see. It, it's been kind of a through line for this team for the past couple of years. Like they really do let guys shoot through it, and there's never a loss of of confidence in teammates. Yeah, or animosity or anything like that. It's yeah, just always especially these last two seasons. It seems mm-hmm. like something is. What changed in the last two seasons <laughs> that we can think? Of? It, it just does seem like they're really developing a culture that allows guys to succeed. Um, and in, be themselves in, in their roles. Yeah, I was like Reggie talking about for Justice Wins. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick Batum was a defensive uh, mastermind in this game. He was incredible. Look, this game was won on a key deflection that he had on the dagger deflection in the final seconds of this game. I mean, it it sealed the game. It seemed like this is a situation wherein. I, what would you say? Nine out of ten times, they're completing the inbounds pass. You're fouling. They're probably making the yeah, two like shots. A, yeah. And you're, you know, you're just hoping for the best that sure. they don't come up with that last extra point. Yeah. But this, I mean, what a way to end a game. Yeah. He, I mean, and we talked about it in the pregame. He guarded Bam, who we couldn't really stop, but we tried. Um, he guarded guards like after the first quarter of this game was so rough. The Clippers gave up 40 points. Um, but after that, like... He just does so much for this team. And he was two for four from three. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't actually take a lot of shots in this one, which he just did everything. Makes else. sense. Other, you know, other guys were going, but I think he had three blocks in this one. He, you know, yeah. he he was great. He's uh, the most he underrated was... shot blocker in the league. That's not even a bit at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when and like when Hero was starting, like started going. Yeah. He wasn't even supposed to be Hero's primary defender on some of those possessions, I don't think. But he, uh, yeah, man, he... Shut him down. He was great. He's fantastic. Who else was great? Um, Reggie was super clutch down the stretch. This was a very interesting Reggie Jackson game. Yeah, I mean, this is like the, you know, this is the Reggie roller coaster that that, that (laughs) we're all bored. For sure. I I thought, like, some of his decision-making that, like, was a little questionable throughout the flow of the game. But overall, he was good. I mean, like... There's some rough defensive stretches early in this game. He had four pivotal free throws yeah. uh, to keep the Clippers ahead in this one. He finished with 22, 3, and 2. He didn't quite find his shot from three, but, you know, the the two that he did hit were absolutely, like, big kind of momentum yeah. FU kind of threes. <laughs> the perfect Reggie three. One thing that I loved, and we'll get to some more stats in a sec, the resiliency is a constant with this team. Oh, definitely. There is, we're not out of any game, ever. And Nick Batum talked about this in the post-game presser, that this kind of spirit started last year in the playoffs when Kawhi went down. He was like, we just looked at each other and we're like, we have to do this. There's no other. I would option. say it galvanized because this team was a slow starting team last hey, season. Nick Batum said it, too. not me. Um, but I just love seeing that still here. I also love yeah. that the Heat can just never play well against the Canoes. Like, it's just it's a true. thing. They can't it's know true. their second stringers. All right, who else do we like? Uh, well, speaking of the Canoes, I mean, Kennard is the reason we got back into this game yes. after a 17-point deficit. So well. Yeah. He finished with 12, 6, and 3, added three steals, <laughs> which just brings me to, like, his efficiency wasn't what we normally expect from him, but we have to talk about his defense. 
He has a completely different focus and commitment on that end of the floor, and it is very it's noticeable. Apparent. Yeah, it's very it noticeable. Very apparent. I talked last year in the playoffs about how I thought his rebounding was surprisingly improving. He had six boards in this one. Like, is he outplaying his contract right now? I don't know about that. He is playing <laughs> to his contract. Sure, fair. Yeah. Um he's worth every cent. Sure. I will say that. 100%. Uh Zoo had a double-double. Hit 7 of his 10 shots, 18 points, 11 boards, 2 blocks, 4 of 6 from the line. Good to see. It was rough in the beginning. Love to see what Zoo kind of tightened it up. But let's get into what we didn't like and we got to start I think we should start with the first quarter. The first quarter paint defense. There was no teeth at all. Um the Heat had 22 points in the paint in the first quarter. 19 of which were Bam out of bios. We had no <laughs> yeah. answer for Bam, really. I, I mean, especially in that first. He finished with 30 and 11. Um, you know, just just a great performance. We threw different looks at him. But Dude, was we on couldn't him. do anything. Zoo overall did have a good game. There were some rough spots, and he did absolutely get eaten alive by Bam Adebayo uh, sure. early and Kyle Lowry late. Kyle Lowry late uh, had 22 in the fourth. Yeah. And it was... It was basically Kyle Lowry versus the Clippers for the last minute and a half of this game. Yeah, for the most he part. he he nearly stole this one back for the Heat. Uh, you know, Duncan Robinson was not making shots. They um, they were missed a lot of open three. Yeah, so that's a, that's a thing I didn't like overall too. Both teams really did shoot pretty abysmally from three. Clippers shot a hair under thirty percent. Heat were at twenty two percent, and you know, it, like I said, like Duncan Robinson going ice cold definitely helped. The Clippers get oh, yeah. a win in this one because um, some of those shots, like it wasn't because of anything we were doing defensively. <laughs> Bit of a weird Terrence Mann game. Definitely, yeah. Wish Not, he would have. Wish he would have gotten that finish on the fast break point. Oh at my the, god, that would at the so very great. end of the game. Um, I mean, fun. overall, the win streak is at six. How are we feeling heading into this back-to-back weekend? Honestly, I, I'm feeling really good. Are we going two and zero in this back-to-back? And I think the thing, like even with Jimmy Butler out, I do feel a little bit more confident in this defense. Like it's been good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just thought maybe our defensive rating was a little inflated from what it's actually been. And we'll talk about this more in the Pacific division uh, defensive rankings, but I thought that this was, was good. And and I love to see Bledsoe back on track. This is my favorite one of the season. I oh think. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Great game too. Just I mean, oh, yeah. if you, you missed this, if you missed this one, it, it's worth going back and at least watching the highlights because th- this was a doozy. Oh yeah, someone also uh, just got ten thousand dollars for showing up early, which we're going to talk about later. We're I yeah, I you know we're going to talk that. about that. Uh, coming up, we are going to be talking uh, the back to back preview against the the Timberwolves and the Bulls. But first, hey, we got to give one more shout out to Rock and Roll McDonald's. This episode of Locked On Clippers is brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, they've been there since nineteen sixty five. Always more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, the away team, coaches, umpires, if it's chill like that, uh, go. It's also the place that you look forward to on a road trip. So you can get an Ed McMuffin and stop being hangry. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Clippers watch party at the McDonald's on Sunset and Western? I sure did. You betcha. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Now that we're full of McDonald's, what can we do with the money we saved on, on burgers? 
Uh, you got to check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, basketball season is in full swish, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Hey, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. All right, we're talking Clippers back to back weekend preview. Uh, right off the top, do we see Paul? Who's is someone sitting out of these games? We're running. We ran nine guys against the Heat, effectively eight. Um, Are you counting Winslow? I mean, I am, but like he doesn't play very much. He played less than three minutes. That's what I'm saying. So like, effectively eight guys. Yeah. Um, do we see PG sitting out of one of these games? I Would don't we be know. Mad I think at that? I think they're gonna monitor the situation. Um, and, I'm not and, mad if he and, sits out one and how one. he's feeling. I am not mad if he sits out, but it is a scheduled loss. I don't know, man. Everyone else is playing really good right now. If he sits out, it's a scheduled loss. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't like, know. It's, Do we it, think anyone else might sit out? So there was some talk of like managing Batum just because of yeah, yeah. how much basketball he played in the offseason and you know whatever happened there, injury minutes-wise. It's like one of those dark secrets that yeah. we'll never truly know <laughs> the answer to. Yeah. Uh, and also his <laughs> Olympic play. But... From what we've seen so far, I, I don't know Looks that that minutes so far. restriction is that strict. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, what did Ty Luce say before the season started? Everyone has a plan before you get punched in the mouth. We did get punched in the mouth. We went one and four, but we bounced back in a good way. So that will be something to see. Talking Timberwolves on Saturday. What do we need to do well in this one? So this is the 25th time we've played the Timberwolves this season. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, I'd like to see us continue to push the pace. Look, this is a talking point again and again and again in, in post-game interviews and, and you know media availability uh, with the team. I was kind of surprised uh, to see how the pace of the heat flummoxed the Clippers. I, I was yeah, they really... went up and down with it. They were like, they didn't look like the fourth slowest team in the league or whatever. Well, they, well they changed their pace a little bit for this game. I think some of that is to do, you know, with, with Butler out um, and, and, you know, maybe less confidence in, in some of the half-court offense, wanting to get off to a good start. But they were really able to dictate the pace against the Clippers squad, and I don't want to see that happen again against the Timberwolves. Sure. The Clippers have looked a lot better in transition as of late. Yes. Not hard to do, but yes. Uh, which, you know, which is positive. And we have outscored Minnesota on the fast break by 10-plus points in each of these two outings. It would be great to do the same again, and and I'm hoping that like leading into that, we'll see more of the same from Bledsoe that we got from this game. Yes. Uh, what else do you think we need to do to to do well to win this one? I want to see this first game. I don't. We don't know what the legs are going to look like in the game against the Bulls. I want to see us start this first game off physically strong. That would be great. This is a team that you can come back against. But you don't want to. We don't want to have to maybe, keep doing this. Yeah, like maybe you don't want to get yourself in that position. Yes. Um, no forty point first quarters. We can't let Anthony Edwards get confident. He just had almost fifty. Yeah. Um, He's a superstar, man. Yes. Really hope the interior presence is there from the start. Uh, Minnesota's aggressive on defense. I think we got to match that. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's gonna like the Anthony Edwards thing, little concerning. I mean, he's so just, we he's did just, really yeah. well on on Edwards in that second outing. Uh, we held him to seventeen points. A weird stat, just matchup wise. <laughs> Will's weird stat of the, uh, of the week. Reggie Jackson was the primary defender on Edwards, according to stats.nba.com. He guarded him for over five minutes, twenty-five plus possessions. Of course, Anthony was one of just seven. As we all suspected. <laughs> Anthony was one of seven from the field. Uh, can Reggie do this again? Like, was this an anomaly? Was this Edwards just having an off night? Like, Maybe a little bit of both, but Bled's playing so well that I think he can cover for him. You know, like Batum's hitting some insane defensive streak right now. Like, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Minnesota comes up with. In terms of what could go wrong, it's just hard to beat a team three times in a row. Yeah. That's just a thing that might happen. I mean, um, and the last time we played these guys was what? Like a... A week ago, yeah, and then the last time I think we played before that was forty-eight the, hours before that. Fifth. It was a, yeah. it, it was a little. It'll be a little over a week the next time we play them. Yeah, when we play them twice because yeah. we were in Minnesota. Um, we've been down to this team by twenty before, so we know they can get out and uh, on a lead on us. And what they do, how they get there is they hit their threes. They shoot the most threes per game, which is forty-four. Yeah, um, just the efficiency is not really yes. Good. So they got D'Angelo Russell back for this one. It's going to be interesting what happens this third time. Good, good. I hope that he takes the ball out of Anthony (laughs) Edwards' hands as as much as possible. Another thing that could go wrong is like we just get too loose with the ball. Sure. We got that first win against the Timberwolves, but we had 20 turnovers. We had 17 in our second matchup. So we've had above average turnovers in both games against the Timberwolves, Mm -hmm. which you don't like to see. Look, the Timberwolves are going to use their size and their surprising length to try and disrupt the ball, we don't want to give them anything easy. So yeah. uh, that's just something that we're going to have to to keep monitoring. The turnovers were great in the Heat game. I was like, we only had 12 in the Heat game. We talked about how we didn't want anyone to have over five. No one had over five, or even five, or even four. It's fantastic. Um, how are we feeling? You think we get this win? I think we get this win. All right. So that if we get this win, we'd be up to, I believe it would be... Seven wins. No, we'd be eight and four. Yeah, but seven. No, that's what I'm saying. But so we we uh we told Spilky Vision we'd end uh seven and five, I believe. Oh, after twelve, yeah. After yeah. twelve. Um and then we also said because we said we'd go seven and five, we'd go eight and four. I thought we might drop this heat game. Yeah. Uh but then Butler looking was out. At the schedule. What are you gonna do? All right, looking at the Bulls on Sunday. Um no Vooch in this one due to health and safety protocols. Yeah, he's doing okay. Um what we need to do well, not be surprised by this team. Yeah. Right? It's it's They're playing very good basketball right now. Oh, yeah. There. Um, they're the eighth best team in defensive rating. They don't turn the ball over. They're number one in turnovers per game, only 12 times. And opposing teams average a turnover on almost 9% of their possessions, which is eighth in the league. Wow. So they have the solid stat. You know, they have, like, the stats, like we kind of talked about the Heat being good at. Where you're like, okay, I can see where this team can be trouble. And we just, you know, don't be surprised by a team we haven't ever seen yet this season. Yeah, definitely. So another thing we need to do well is just limit the Bulls' second chance opportunities. Yes. So this team has been really good. To me, there's like a couple of glaring weaknesses. One is that this Bulls team is kind of just average in terms of effective field goal percentage. Yeah. They like the mid-range. Their shooting profile is weird. Yeah, they, you know, they like the mid-range twos, whatever. Um, 
but they're also bottom five in offensive rebound percentage. So hey, we, we can hang with that. We need to be present on the glass. Got to have a much better showing than what we had against the Heat for a fully healthy Bulls squad. Yes, that's a good point. Let's get into what we could go wrong. Uh, their depth is something you have on here. Yeah, so definitely, like I, our depth. I think overall, there's more quality players. Sure. However, there are fewer uh, in that the Bulls actually have 10 guys who they do have been winning and running for 10-plus minutes. Yeah, that's a very Um, good call. And, like, the top-tier talent looks a little bit different, right, for the Bulls. Like, even without without Vooch, sorry, you still have uh, Levine and DeRozan, who are both guys who are good for 25-plus a night. Easy, yeah. Uh, No problem. And then you got Lonzo Ball, who is already a heady point guard. He plays both ends of the floor. And he's recently found his three-point stroke in a huge way. <laughs> he's shooting 46% from three over his last 10 games and 51% from three on the road, which is wild. That makes no sense. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. And then you also have Caruso off the bench who could definitely give us some issues, especially uh, you know if guys like Kennard uh, aren't hitting shots. That, and I'm looking at the legs. Second night of a back-to-back, first one of the year for the Clippers. Um Clips play at a faster pace this season than they did last year. They're top 10 in pace, so I'm wondering what that's going to look like against this Bulls team that is a good defensive team. Um, yeah, and they don't allow a lot of points off the fast break. Yeah. They don't allow a lot of points Do you off think we turnovers. split this weekend? Like, Do you think we split this weekend? I think we split this weekend. I, I right. think that this this Bulls team is looking right now like they're for real. I, I don't know what the future of that Early is. Early season real. Uh, Yeah. So we're coming yeah. out of this weekend 8-5. and five. That's what I'm thinking. Not that's what I'm thinking. It. Not mad at it. After a one and four start, that's fantastic. Um, coming up in shavings, let us know what you think is going to happen over at Locked On Clips. Uh, coming up in shavings, talking some packed defenses. Uh, Surge being a really professional guy and just a good person overall. Uh, and then a Love Mary quarantine. But first, got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Uh, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? I didn't. What do they have? It's incredible. They have coconut, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, German chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted caramel, and raspberry. No pickle. No pickle flavor. Uh, my favorite flavor is actually orange. Why? Orange and chocolate. It's a perfect combination. Reminds me of Christmas every time I eat it. it seems old timey. It absolutely is. It's good old timey. If you have, which is rare. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine. It's fantastic. Not only are these flavors delicious, they also are pretty healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry, whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Neat. Pretty neat. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so we're back, and we got a shavings, pack div talk, love, Mary quarantine, all rolled into yeah. one meaty segment uh so <laughs> okay. like let's kick things off with some pacific division talk a, yeah a let's thing do that it Pack truly only this this podcast cares about yeah but i want to take a look at the best defenses in the pacific division this okay. is in terms of defensive rating you know granted we're still fairly early in the season sure but it's a little bit more than the smallest sample size. Yes. And one team in particular is of course running away with the pack div right now. Yeah. So the is... Warriors best defense in the NBA right now, 99.2. Uh okay. Clippers uh, decent. 
Clippers are close, holding up 102.5, which is good for third in the NBA. Okay. Lakers are at 106.4, 13th in the NBA. Suns, 107.2, 16th in the NBA. And the Kings' defensive rating of 109.9 is good for 24th in the NBA. So at the top, you got Warriors, you got Clippers at the two spot, Lakers at the three, Suns at the four, Kings at the five. Hmm. Is this accurate? What do you think? I think the Kings one is very accurate. Agreed. Um, I think they have some really good one-on-one defenders, but I'm not. And again, and this goes back, talk about all the time, they're bad coach. Um, I just don't, yeah, I just don't think he can get it together over there. Um, Davion Mitchell can't can't play all. Hey, you know I wish he, he could. He can't play all 48. You know I wish he could. Uh, Suns being 107.2. I mean, Aiton's been out. He's been hurt. So I think that they could improve. They'll improve, sure. sure. Lakers, uh, I don't know. I think they might be. I think 13th feels pretty comfortable. Yeah, so I... And I'm, I'm saying that because I'm expecting there to be some bumpiness in terms of availability for some guys. Yeah, it's interesting. They just, they have been down guys for sure. They they still Vogel's do have... a great have, defensive coach, though. Yeah, they, they have a bunch of injuries. It's just kind of surprising to me because this is sort of like you know, what this team was made on in their championship run. Like, they were a great yeah. defensive team. Um, and, you know, Russell Westbrook isn't giving you a lot there. Um, <laughs> uh, he's not. He's not no, a good defender. <laughs> um, you know, so I I don't know. I, I think that they might stay. Like, around here seems fine. Maybe they'll be 10 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that DeAndre Jordan was a weird move. I don't think sure, that really is helping your defense. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess the Lakers are still kind of a question mark for me defensively. But we have to wait until everybody's healthy. I think. But is, that is the fair. I think thing that's to do. fair, but I also think that it's, they're just going to be up and down with health. Yeah, that's the risk with this team. Um, Clippers, one hundred two point five, third in the NBA, doable. We're down Serge and Mook right now, and we've been playing great defense. I don't see how adding guys. Into this nine-man rotation that we're going to use is going to hurt that. And we we get Serge to come back fully ready because he went down to the G League. Morris will be back, you know, and who knows. But he will be back. Um, Look, I I think top five. If this Call team, me crazy. If doable. This, if this team is a top five defensive team. You'll eat which your hat. I think they have to be to, like, avoid the play-in. Sure. Because the offense has not really been there. Um that would be a massive achievement. Absolutely. In, I think it's, it's Kawhi, possible, though. In a Kawhi-less year, that would be a massive achievement. Uh, Warriors. That's not staying first. I, I sell this. I sell it for cheap. They have one of the easiest schedules so far. They're a very good team. Yeah. But they're not going to be the number they one the team. Thir- they've had the third easiest schedule, I think, in the NBA. They've played. They're just not going to be first in defensive rating is what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that, like, you know, you got to win your games. I'm not saying that. But for this discussion, I do not think they will have a 99. I think they they won't be first. Yeah, I don't think they'll be first in the NBA. Do you think they'll still be first in the Pacific Division? In the Pac-Div? No. Because the Clippers are going to be fourth. I don't think the Warriors are going to be top three. They have been rebounding better. But, I mean, they've also played like eight of their 11 games or whatever at home. So I- Yeah, against, e- against not, not easy teams. Against... You know, the teams that give you the third easiest strength of schedule. Yeah. So you think Kings firmly last. Yep. Warriors and Lakers could both slip. 
Warriors Lakers will slip. Warriors will end up ahead of the Lakers. Yeah. Suns will head up ahead of the Lakers, probably close to the Warriors too. Clippers will be top five. Love it. But it's not one. <laughs> it's it's or not two, one. maybe. Uh, it's probably not, one not two, two either. Um talking about defense, we just talked about Serge a little bit. Uh Ty Lu said it was Serge's call to go down to the G League. He said he wanted to do it to get right. Um Serge is so smart. I mean, it's just been a long time since the man played basketball. You, you need to get back up to speed. Especially like, you know, if he if he couldn't participate in five and five in practice, you know, that means that he wasn't able to play pickup and stuff in the offseason. Yeah. Like um and the way he was moving was, you know, yeah. It, he needs it, it. He needs it. Yeah. He, he needs to get back up to game speed. Uh and hopefully he can get there. Yeah. Solid move by Serge. Um Zach Lowe talked about Hartenstein on his pod. Yeah, so the Clippers uh got Hartenstein's little, made it, we could say. Yeah, the Clippers got a little bit of ESPN shine on the Zach Lowe podcast. Uh and yeah, surprisingly Hartenstein's name was brought up. Uh they talked about how he'd been a good addition um and he is an actual NBA player, yes. which filling in I, fantastically I be honest, for man, Serge. Hartenstein has exceeded every single possible like And we were pretty hyped on the guy. Oh, I was uh, really excited, but it was like, you know, like we know what the third center has been on this team. Yeah. And what the third center really is on most teams. Yeah, that's a good point. We have three really so- solid centers. And, like, luckily we had the foresight to get somebody who would be able to step up in a second center spot. Yeah. Um, Shout out Lucas Hahn for putting him on our radar. He was the first yeah. person I saw tweeting about him. I was like, well, guy looks good. Um, but Zach Lowe kind of said that Serge might be trying to get some minutes back. Yeah, yeah. With how well Hart is playing, he did bring up the possibility that maybe Serge will have to earn some minutes back, which if yeah, it's working, uh, it's working. Yeah, it could be fair. Could if, be fair. If it's could working, fair. it's working. Uh some update on some some young clips. Brandon Boston Jr. had twenty five in Agua Caliente's last game. You love to see that. He was hitting threes, he was at the rim. It was great. It's awesome. Um, shout out Brandon Boston Jr. Uh, Keon Johnson was playing well, but then got a sprained ankle, which is tough. Um, he had a nice little play with Harry Giles. He's been sick, sprained ankle. Dude, I know. Up and you got to feel bad for him, man. Thankfully, what's what's nice is that this this year was going to be a development year. You know what I mean? Like, there's not expectations. No, I'm just saying play. he's not getting that much time to develop. No, for sure. I'm just happy there wasn't an expectation to play. Oh, of you know course. what I'm saying? Of course. Like that, yeah. that would have been tough. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Andrew Greif said the initial prognosis is a sprained ankle. Uh, TBD on the on the timetable for that. So we'll see what happens. Heal up, you know, get right. Brandon Boston Jr. can carry. Brandon Boston Jr. and Surge on the Agua Caliente Clippers is unfair. And the Agua Caliente Clippers have their own kind of little streak going. I think they've won two back-to-back. There we go. Um, you put Serge Ibaka down there. <laughs> Good things happen. Um, all right, let's talk... The $10,000 giveaway at Clippers games. Yeah, so context to this. The the Clippers' attendance looks a little rough right now. As it does league-wide, uh, Suns are down a bunch, Nets are down a bunch. I think the bigger issue is how late fans show up to Staples sure, for which Clippers is games. the city's fault. So the, is- the thing here is you have to show up at least 15 minutes early, be wearing Clippers gear, get your ticket scanned, and then you're basically put into a drawing... Of some kind, or yes. they just choose you to get ten thousand dollars. There was it. absolutely no promotion for this. No. no one knew this was happening, which seems like an interesting choice. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre giveaway. You think you would promo the thing because the point is to get people to be fashionably early, I believe was the joke that was made. 
They want to eliminate being fashionably late, be fashionably early, fashion with the Clippers. Early, of course, there before the game starts. Um, look, this is so sick for the winners who get $10,000. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I don't know what the right word for this is, but it, ju- it just confusion. I don't like it. Would you prefer if they were Walmart bucks? Yes, that you could only spend at Staples. No. Um, ten, man, this, if you had, had $10,000 <laughs> that you had to spend store? <laughs> that you had to spend in the span of a game oh, at Staples funny. Center, that'd be a good that'd time. That'd be funny. But this this opens up so much so many jokes. Yes. The Clippers are giving people $10,000 to show up early to the game. That's not even a joke. I just said what's happening and yeah. it sounds kind of funny. Yeah. Um, They're trying to get people hyped up for the new stadium and stuff like that. I get why they're doing it. I would just like to know what was pitched before this. And they're going to be doing this like at multiple games. This was not a one-time thing. It's going until December. I'm curious to see the effect just because, as you mentioned, like the rollout for this was like really poor. I saw a couple of tweets and that was kind of like, that was it. Yeah. Um, Not even from official Clippers <laughs> accounts, like from yeah, other people. From people you know. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, and like they're going to do different stuff in December, but I'm wondering the bar is going lower in December or higher from $10,000. Free car. See, car, you got to pay the taxes on it. Free car is kind of a burden of a gift. Not my problem. <laughs> Not your car. Um, I'm just wondering where they go from here because $10,000. They also, the person finds this out, like, after the first quarter, which seems like... Would a, you leave? <laughs> I would bail, dude. I'd be like, everyone here knows I have $10,000, that I just came up on $10,000. I don't think it's cash. What if What if it's just a rubber band of cash? Um, no, they get a big funny check. It's just weird to have a stadium full of people know that you've won $10,000 for three quarters of a basketball game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, that guy has $10,000. They just know that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm paranoid. Either way, I hope what I, I hope if you win, that's so awesome. Definitely. Yes. Um but that leads us into our love Mary quarantine. It does. Sorry, I went off on that one a little bit. Every single Friday we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers. Sure. And we're either loving it, which means hey, I like that. Cool. Yeah. We're marrying it, which means I'll take that for life. <laughs> or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from yes. us. So this one is other rejected. 10,000 of Clipper ideas. What do we got, Chuck? We have 10,000 10, Maniac CDs to one lucky fan. Okay. Original pressings. It's uh, it's all their albums. You get okay. 10,000 of them. Nice huh? little come up. Okay. You could sell them. These are rejected ideas. I think I'm quarantining this already. All right. But what about this? <laughs> 10,000 Chuck the Condor jerseys. To one person or to everybody? <laughs> oh, one. It's one person. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It's, they choose one lucky fan who got there early. These are what the December gifts are going to be. Uh, 10,000 Chuck the Condor jerseys. Okay. Um, what's this next one that you put down? Uh, 10,000 lightning bugs to give each member of the audience okay. 1,000 hugs. Right. Uh, Stephen Ballmer's a big Owl City fan. That's but if, with a, the rules of the game, it'd have to be one person getting 10,000 lightning bugs. Uh, yeah, well, I don't Who know. Who got there early? Had, I don't know that they had sorted out that it was one person. And I how think do you wrangle 10,000 people sure. get there early? And how do you wrangle the lightning bugs? You know, how do you tell them to do one thing? 
And smoke? I, that's what you do with bees. I don't know. And then what's this last one? Uh, 10,000 bomber leg rubs. Is that for one person or for the crowd? <laughs> A dealer's choice, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the dealer? Steve? Oh. Uh, he's just doing it at the entrance. If you're there 15 <laughs> minutes early, you're getting a, you know, instead of a nux, you're getting a leg rub. Um, all right. I am, I'm loving 10,000 Chuck the Condor jerseys. Because oh, I, I got to agree. <laughs> I got to agree. Giving someone pallets of Chuck the Condor jerseys is very, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, I think I'm marrying 10,000, 10,000 maniacs CDs. Okay. Cause these are rejected ideas. These are the worst ideas. This is the worst idea. Gotcha. I'm quarantining the Balmer leg rubs because it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. For I either agree. party. I, I think agree. Steve would be out. I think Steve would be out on it after one leg rub. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that'd be, yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you going with? Uh, I'm quarantining Maniac CDs. Okay. I'm quarant- They're coming back, dude. I'm quarant- The band and the format of listening to music. I'm quarantining leg rubs. Okay. Uh, I'm loving. I'm loving lightning bugs just because. It, and here's the thing. Okay. Um, what is this? Pitch? <laughs> I think it would be really funny if, uh, as a bit. Sure. They sometimes played the song Fireflies. As a bit. Yeah. All right. This is why DJ Jens has a job as the DJ, <laughs> and we do this podcast. Uh, we got to get out of here. I'm marrying the Condor jerseys. <laughs> All right. That's very funny. Um, just pallets of them. Home and no, it's the gray ones from last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Monday's episode. Uh, recap of the Sunday game or the Saturday game. Um, the freshies, and then I'm out. I'm on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. So, you know. R.I.P. For a couple days. Yeah, I am dead to the world. Um, will where can these people? Listen to this podcast. Uh, you can check us out over on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It works. Hey, if you want to help this show out, you can leave a rating or review over on iTunes or the podcast app. It really helps us out. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. We'd love to have you listen. We absolutely would. Make us your first listen. Yeah, you know, kill some windshield time. Uh, as a loyal listener, Aiden Lou says, uh, "I have been positive Chuck Mockler, and I am William the Opinion Updike." And as always, we appreciate you. <laughs>